The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPNS is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN. And then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Hello, Generinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 347. It's going to go out to Tim Elliott. He needs a little pick pick me up right now, so this goes out to him. Uh, thank you for coming to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is not a Tim Elliott episode, even though he does have a fight in a couple weeks, I believe, so, or about three weeks, so we'll talk about him more than, no, this is a UFC Fight Night Dern versus Hill episode. I am one of the hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox, uh, as we... My co-host and I just discussed off air. I'm the one that people don't like. He, uh, he's the one that people like. So I, I think I think that's what he was he was getting at. So R- roughly Anyhow, that. <laughs> roughly yes. That, that's the that's the Cole's notes version of it. Um. So yeah, we, we have a fight night. UFC Apex. You probably heard this before. This way it goes down. But we are fight nerds, and we like whatever the UFC gives to us. Whatever Samurai Fight House gives to us whatever what was that one last week we were talking about i can't remember wow there was some new wow whatever wow gives to us um we'll watch whatever and we have like-minded weirdo sickos in our discord as well at sportsgummypodcast.com slash discord if you want to get in there and and be a freak like the rest of us but no this is this is more mainstream we're doing ufc uh for this episode we're going to break down the prelim fights we got three six prelim fights even though Wikipedia is still trying to make Clayton Carpenter fight Stephen Ursa. You got to stop using happening. you got to stop using Wikipedia, man. I'm Wikipedia. not using uh, no, I'm not using it. Tapology so, all the way. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. You want to talk fine talk. This is Gumby Vreeland everyone. This is, the, <laughs> this is the one that despite me always having better stats uh in, in terms of winning, this is the one people like because he's all, likable. Always? Always? Uh historically, yes. Because I, I certainly remember four weeks in a row where you have not been the yeah, better of the two. Weeks. I was probably and, on vacation, too. And, and you went on vacation. I never go on <laughs> vacation. And sometimes I've gone on vacation and still done this show anyway. Um, so have is... I. This weekend, for instance, coming up, long weekend in Canada. I will be doing it from the podcast headquarters north, north. Can I ask, can I ask you a Canadian question? Because you yeah. said Cole's notes before. Yeah, oh yeah, Coles. That's right. That, what do you guys call it? Is that Cliff Notes slash Spark yes, Notes? Yes, yeah. excuse me. Okay. Yes, Coles Notes is was like a bookstore back when bookstores were a thing. Yeah, and they ha- they'd have those little little uh, cheat sheet type books. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got yeah. those. They either depending on where you are regionally in the U.S., they either call it Cliff Notes or Spark Notes. Yeah. Um, nowadays, okay. nowadays the kids call it Wikipedia or Google, right? Oh no, the the. Uh, Sparknotes, at least in the United States, is oh, all yeah. digitized and it's all okay, online. Okay. Um. So, yeah. so they still they still Sparknote in the U.S. So, uh, you, yeah, you know a lot about school for some reason. That's weird. I, I do Since weirdly. Definitely not sounding like you're a student still, but um, <laughs> yeah. So, so you're the one I people like. But let me tell you, behind the scenes, he's not so nice as he seems. This Gumby guy. Okay. You've heard him talk about his in-laws. He's not that nice again, right? <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't like him uh, more than I don't you like pull me, punches there. I don't pull punches true. there. It's true. All right. Um, I guess we, we talked about this card before. Um, 
us nerds think it's a good card or an interesting card at the very least, right? H- how did you find um, trying to make picks on it? At least the prelim portion. That we're uh, diff- difficult in a way that like, so, so there's a bunch of spots in here where you're like, this guy seems to have made this, made this improvement or this woman that seemed to make this improvement. Is it reasonable to think that it's real? And then there are these like long layoffs for some guys. And yeah. uh, so like, if I have a grasp on who these fighters are, I think the picks aren't as hard. Um, but it, there is also the chance that like what my read is, is just wrong because they didn't really make that improvement or that amount of time off. They got worse or that, you know, like, Hey, I thought Cron Gracie was going to do something with his time off. And <laughs> he apparently just got told 20 minutes before the fight started just not to throw punches. Uh, and he decided yeah. to listen to that. So, uh, yeah. you know, what do I know? <laughs> exactly. What does he know? What, what uh, Hopefully together, our, our brains together, our hive mind will we'll know a lot about this card. So today's prelims. Tomorrow's episode, we will do the main card and uh, all our fancy dancy picks. Uh, before we jump into it, let me tell you about a new sponsor of ours that keeps us in your ear holes four times a week. If that's not a good thing, then don't blame them for it. But, but anyhow, it's Edge Boost. SGPN is excited to announce an exclusive early access partnership with Edge Boost, the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Similar to buy now, pay later programs like Affirm and Afterpay, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, 0% interest. Simply deposit funds in your account and Edge Boost will match the deposit so you can use two times the, two times the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to 2500 in advances as you build a repayment history. Uh, let me see. With this special offer, the first 500 SGPN users will start at a $1,000 advance limit, and the next 2,500 users will start at $500. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge, E-D-G-E, to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Plus, you're 21 years or older to use only valid and legal gambling states. Problem gambler, not call 1-800-GAMBLER if you do have an issue there. All right, Gumby, what's your edge boost? Double down, play of the day. Go. Oh, I, I mean, like, I, I uh, if you're you're listening to this before the Braves start tonight, Spencer Strider on the mound against Nathan Evaldi. Yep. I'll take the the Braves money line on that one. Yep, he he definitely will all day every day. He'll take the Braves money line. Uh, Uncle Charlie actually did good from the other night too. Speaking of Braves and pitchers, so finally, he, yeah, he yeah. has been do, doing so hot this year. The the whole Braves team is banged up, and they're still twenty six and sixteen. So, uh, boom, you you got to feel good about that. You want to turn this into a Braves podcast? I could host a Braves podcast. <laughs> you, you could. There, there's nothing this Gumby man can't do. All right, let's uh, let's instead do some uh, UFC, shall we? So, as I told you, UFC Apex is this Saturday, May the twentieth. Dern versus Hill is the title. Um, originally, it was oh yeah, this was, oh, this is a heartbreaker. This is supposed to be Pennington Aldana too. This is what we were counting down to, and then it got <laughs> snatched away from us. We'll have to we'll have to survive. It's a cruel, it's a cruel, right. cruel world, my friend. It is. It giveth and taketh away the MMA world. All right, 4 p.m. Eastern is the start time. We like that. We like the earlier um, fight cards, and the prelims are on ESPN Plus. We're gonna start with Clayton Carpenter and Stephen Ursig, right? No, that fight's my kid. <laughs> We're gonna start with welterweights Takashi Sato, Themba Grimbo, and let me get the actual right correct page open here. All right. Tell you about Greenbow first. He's the answer. What is the question, Dan? Uh, who is the first fighter born in Zimbabwe to make it to the UFC? It's amazing that you always you always have a an answer. That's I always <laughs> get 
smart. No, I always have the I always have the question. You have the answer. That's true. All right. The <laughs> answer. 10 and 4. One knockout, six submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice. Oh, one in the UFC. Lost win loss over his last three. He did get submitted his last fight. Was a regional champ. 2013 pro MMA debut. Three inches taller than Sato or Sato. Four inches reach on him. Striking and grappling stats are in his favor, but that's based off of one fight he's had in the UFC. Uh, in that fight, he was outstruck by 0.15 strikes per minute. He's at minus 110. Yes, this is a pick em fight. Takashi 10, Sato. 15 and 6, 11 knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted three times, two and four in the UFC, 0 and three over his last three, including losing his last fight via knockout. Has not won since June of 2020. 2013 Pro MMA debut, twice more active than Greenbow landing strikes. He's been out strike over his UFC career by almost two strikes a minute. Not good. Uh, minus 1.97 is the strike differential to be exact. Very simple stat. It's the number of times he's hit his opponents minus the number of times they've hit him. For new listeners, and he is at minus 110. Go ahead, Mr. Lee. I'm taking Thamba Garimbo here. Um, I am too. Yeah, for a bunch of reasons. Uh, first of all, I really like how he looked on his feet against AJ Fletcher. Um, he, he throws like a nice front kick to the chest which makes him establish like pretty good range. And as you mentioned, he's going to have a big reach advantage over Sato. Um, So so, like, I think those things work in his favor naturally, but also like if you go back and watch that AJ Fletcher fight, dude, Fletcher is a good wrestler and Themper Garibo mostly out wrestled him and out grappled him. Um, I I know it goes down as a submission loss. It really went down as a submission loss because he ate an elbow, got stunned and got guillotined on the way in. But like before that, like good blast double, took Fletcher down a bunch of times, took his back a bunch of times. And, you know, if you go back in his record, actually 50% of his wins come by submission historically. And Sato has lost three out of his last five by submission. And he hasn't looked good grappling either. You know, like he's been badly out grappled in fights, granted by good grapplers. But I think Thumbo Garibo is a good enough grappler that he also can take advantage of those situations. Um, And the other, the, other really important thing, if you're just looking for a money line winner here for Garimbo, is when Sato is afraid to get taken down, he stops throwing punches. Um, if you look at that fight with uh, Gunny Nelson, he landed almost nothing in that entire fight. And it wasn't because he was on the ground the whole time. Granted, he was on the ground for a little bit. But, like, he was just so afraid of being taken down that he just wouldn't throw punches against uh uh, Gunny. So if he's afraid here that he's going to get taken down by Garimbo, I-, I think you're going to see the same thing. I think you're going to see him not throw enough. I think you're eventually going to see him taken down anyway. And I think Garimbo is going to get it done. Yeah. Garimbo, um, showed some, a lot of grappling in his, in his, uh, debut too, if I, or if I remember correctly as well. So, um, yeah, he's my pick here in this pick em fight. Um, Sato has not looked that great, um, recently. So let's go with it. Let's go with the pick em fight. Um, right off the bat. All right, move on. Moving on to the ladies women's flyweight. This is not a pick and fight. Not at all. <laughs> Natalia, Natalia Silva, the biggest favorite on the card versus Victoria. Leonardo, the American with a Brazilian name. Uh, Leonardo Fury is a nickname. Nine and four. One knockout, four submissions. He's She's been knocked out three times, submitted once. So she's been finishing all of her losses. One and two in the UFC. Won her last fight after dropping the first two. 1-0 in the Contender Series, went 3-2 and two in Invicta, 1-0 in Bellator, has missed weight before, is an inch taller than Silva, uh, has been outstruck over her Contender Series and UFC career by 1.23 strikes per minute, 
plus 700 if that interests you anyone <laughs> silva 14 5 and 1 four knockouts seven submissions been knocked out once submitted twice two and all in the ufc she's won eight straight fights last one via tko was regional champion used to fight at strawweight interreach on leonardo seven years younger striking active striking and grappling stats are all in her favor over leonardo she's outstruck her ufc opponents by 3.48 strikes per minute uh She's at minus 800. Uh, obviously, Silva is the pick. Uh, money line, not playable, but maybe we can get fancy with it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think the money line is playable. I, I also think just as a word of warning, you guys should stay away from throwing this one in parlays. Um, okay. if, if you're just listening. Because, like, she, she, her only UFC wins over Mandy Bohm. Okay, uh, Victoria Leonardo. That That is yeah. not an inspired win in any stretch of the imagination, but listen to her losses in MMA. And I'm going to go for whole losses. Melissa Gatto, who we've learned is pretty damn good. Manol Fioro, Aaron Blanchfield, Miranda Maverick. Those are the only women. All of our favorites in the pod. Yeah, those are the only people she's lost to. And she's beaten Haley Cowan. Uh, The it girl. She's beaten Liz Tracy, who's a good wrestler. She's beaten Chelsea Hackett, who was on Contender Series. Like, she's... Not bad. Like I, I think, I, I think you see the one and two UFC record and the the two and three UFC or uh, three and two Invicta record, and we're like, yeah, I don't know. No, she's she's not bad. She's fought some really good women, and I think this is a closer fight than negative eight hundred would make you see, which is why I'm staying away from it in parlays. Um, but yeah, like if you want to get fancy and throw Natalia Silva down inside the distance, because Leonardo's never lost by decision. She's only ever gotten yep. finished. Like, yep. if you want to get fancy like that, like, I, I could definitely see that happening for uh, Natalia Silva. But, yeah, I'm staying away from the money line here. Um, but Natalia Silva, definitely the pig. Tomorrow is our fancy play day, so you just wait, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, all right, let's go to lightweights on the male side. Chase Hooper versus Nick Fiore. Let me tell you about the former teenage dream, and now he's just the dream Chase Hooper. How old is he now? 23, you know, I think. Ahead. I think he's 23. Wow. Grown up before our eyes. All right. He's moved up a weight class too. Uh, usually he was at featherweight. Now this is a lightweight fight. All right. The dream is 11, three and one, four knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out once three and three in the UFC. He's going to win loss, win loss, win loss. So he's due for a win by this pattern. He did lose his last fight via TKO. Like I said before, he used to fight at featherweight or predominantly fought at featherweight uh, in the past. One on contender series. He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt. Sportsgamingpodcast.com slash store. Uh, three inches of height, two inches of reach on Fiore. And he's also two years younger than Mr. Fiore. Striking, active striking, and grappling stats are all better than Fiore's, but Fiore's is based off of one fight, UFC. Uh, Hooper, surprisingly, has outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.32 strikes per minute, plus 116. Fiore, 6-1, two knockouts, four submissions, so he's finished all of his wins. And he, he himself has never been finished in a fight. 0-1 in the UFC. He was a regional champion, used to fight at welterweight, is also a pro grappler, was outstruck in his UFC fight by 3.66 strikes per minute. He's at minus 121. I'm going to go Chase Hooper here. Uh, I This is one of those fights where I'm like, if they've made the improvements that I think they've made, they're going to win this fight. And if they don't, I don't even know how to handicap it, but here's the thing chase hooper was like at 145 pounds i'm too scrawny i don't hit my takedowns i can't get my jujitsu going and look let's be honest here his jujitsu is incredible it's really really good 
Um, he actually had a grappling match with Clay Guida recently, and he beat him by calf slicer in like a very devastating fashion. Um, you know, just looked great doing it. And it was like a weird rule set where that like really favored wrestlers and he still pulled it out. Um, you know, the heel hook on Peter Barrett, like what he did to Daniel Tamer on the ground, like he is an exceptionally good grappler. And he said to himself, like, look, I, I just can't be strong enough. I can't do well enough in the takedowns here at 45. I'm going to go up to 55. And he has been working with a strength and conditioning coach. He's been bulking up. He's been working with Michael Chiesa on his wrestling. I, like, believe that his wrestling is getting better. And the thing is, they're giving him an opponent in Fiori who, like, really has a, a, an incredibly low level of opponents he's fought. With the fact that, with, with the exception that Matthews Rebecca just beat the living hell out of him in that last fight and really didn't shoot many takedowns. Like he's fought nobody. Uh, his last opponent before he got to the UFC was six and 19. Uh, two of his six wins, 33% of his wins are Jay Ellis. Uh, both, his first, <laughs> both his first and his second pro fight were Jay Ellis. He was Jay Ellis's 92nd and 99th loss both. Um, so like, you know, like he hasn't fought a, a bunch of high level dudes. I really do think if Chase Hooper gets him down once, he can finish him. I think, it, yeah, obviously, it's a big question on whether or not he gets him down once. But I'm going to say that hopefully the work with uh, with Michael Chiesa and the fact that he is so young, he has so much room to grow. I'm going to believe in Chase Hooper here. Yeah, he's kind of like the headliner tomorrow, Mackenzie Dern. Um, struggles to get people to the map, but once once they're down there, they're in trouble. Um, striking is not his striking is not so shabby either. So um, I'm taking Hooper as well in this fight. Uh, Fury's a type of guy who's probably going to be willing to grapple with Hooper, which I think will play right into the dreams uh, favor, right? I don't know that he like I think he's smart enough to realize because he's got a good team too. Like he's one of those guys who. Um, who's uh he's a Boston area guy. I think he wa- I think he works with um Calvin Cater, if I'm not mistaken, or at least he's fought for Calvin Cater's promotion. They're represented by the same agent. I-, I think he's smart enough to say like, yeah, I'm a good grappler, but also like I'll have a massive advantage striking. So I might as well try to strike. But like that also might not behoove him either because he might just be like so worried about the takedown that I think he could get, get messed up here by, by Hooper. Yep. All right. Uh, before we move on, let me tell you about it's still May. So I got to tell you about Shady Rays and Shady May. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also get a chance to win 500 bucks, perhaps out of Dan's pocket. Is this one out of your pocket? This one's not out of my pocket. That's the next no? one. Okay. All right. Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. Last not all, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. You don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And for international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. That would be United Kingdom. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of Polar sunglasses. Then take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. All right, we went for the little skinny... Little skinny lightweights to the big boys, heavyweights. This is a chunky guy fight here. Let me Very tell you. chunky. Uh, 
Yes. Exceptionally, exceptionally chunky. Yep. This is this is a throwback to the glory days of this podcast when it was all about chunky guys. Ilya Latifi, Hadhigo Nascimento. Like I said, a couple of chunky guys. One of them's called the Sledgehammer. That would be Latifi. 16 and 8 with one no contest is his record. Six knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out four times. Nine and six in the UFC. He's won two straight. Before that, he lost three straight. He previously fought at light heavyweight, was regional champion. 2008 was his pro MMA debut. He was a grappling champ and a wrestling champ. Uh, he's been outstruck in his UFC career by 0.83 strikes per minute, and he's at plus 170. Now, a nickname we enjoy, Dan. What's the nickname? Zekomilla. Which is what? Uh, Yogi Bear, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, correct. Yeah. A boo-boo, yes. He's 9-1 with one no contest, two knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out once. So most of his fights don't go the distance. Keep that in mind. He's gone 2-1 and one with one no contest in the UFC. Won his last fight. Uh, failed a drug test in the past. That was a, the win that got turned to a no contest. It was for real drugs, not marijuana. One uh, no on the Contender Series. 2012 Pro MMA debut. He's four inches taller than Latifi. He's got seven inches reach on him. He's 10 years younger than him. I think that's the key stat right there. Uh, he's twice more active lane. He strikes on Latifi. He has the grappling edge stat-wise. Uh, Natsumoto has been outstruck over his UFC career by 1.17 strikes per minute. He's at minus 188. I'm obviously going to take the way bigger, way younger uh, fighter in in this fight in Nascimento. Um, only lost one fight in his whole career. I don't see him losing this one to Latifi. Uh, minus 188 seems like a steal also. Yeah, I'm going to go with Nascimento too. I, I think there's a couple of pieces working here. Obviously, like you said, the much longer uh, guy. But also just like if you go back and you look at a bunch of Latifi's fights, especially that one with, uh, with Alexio Linick, which by the way, don't go back and watch it. I did it. So you don't have to, um, he's, he's just so tired so fast in his new weight class, like at light heavyweight, like he had, you know, maybe, maybe a round and a half a gas tank, maybe two rounds of gas tank. Uh, Latifi did now he's got like half of a round of gas tank. And the thing about Zikomelia is he will wear on you. Uh, Zikomelia. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he will get on you yeah, yeah. And, and really worry, wor, uh, work you out. And Like a picnic basket? Like a picnic basket. Um, <laughs> and uh, he gets under the hips nice for takedowns. I like the what he does off the cage. I, I think there's a lot of reasons to like Nasimento. Good submission game. Um, I'm not sure he gets a submission here, but like I do think he is going to absolutely wear out uh, Elia Latifi. So yeah, give me Nascimento here. Yep, he is the pick and pretty good line, if you ask me. Um, but it is heavyweight, so who knows? All right, welterweights. Orion Koske, who you can hear. I just heard actually today while I was mowing my lawn, Dan. I listened to Orion Koske. Nice. Uh, be interviewed by you. Uh, it, w- it was hard to hear him. I think he was a little quieter, uh, but I-, I definitely heard you. I-, I thought he had an accent, but no, he just sounds like a normal dude. All right. Okay. <laughs> why did a norm, you think he had, normal why dude. did you think why did you think he I don't had know. an accent? Uh, he he's American? He's an American guy, yeah. Really? Okay. All right. Well, what is his national what is our what is his uh ethnicity, his parents' uh nationality? I'm Costa pretty sure is not an American name, is it? I'm pretty sure he's adopted. Him and his brother were both oh, adopted. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Well, there you yeah. go. Anyhow, it was a good interview for <laughs> Orion. Is he from outer space with a name like Orion? He is he's not. from the stars. His nickname is the he's, galaxy though. He's fighting Gilbert Urbina. Dan's stealing my spots. Um, do I, yes, Galaxy is the nickname. I'm going to tell you about Urbina first. The RGV Bad Boy is the nickname, which is what? The Rio what Grande is, what is, Valley 
Oh, is it okay? Right. Bad boy. Yeah, yeah that's where he's from. Yeah. He's six and two, one knockout, two submissions. He's been submitted one time. Oh, one in the UFC. He won his last one via submission. One and two over his last three. One and one in the Ultimate Fighter. He's not won a fight since November of 2019. Used to fight at middleweight, four inches taller than Kosuke, four inches of reach on him, two years younger, striking stats in his favor, and he's twice more active landing strikes than uh, Kosuke is, but that's based off of one fight for Urbina. Um, he has been outstruck over his UFC career of one fight by 0.13 strikes per minute. He's at plus 102. Kosuke, Galaxy, 8-1, six knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once. 1-1 one one in the UFC, won his last fight, 1-0 in the Contender Series. Uh, he's been outstruck, or he was outstruck over his UFC and Contender Series fights by 0.61 strikes per minute. He's got better grappling stats than Urbina. He's at minus 115. This is you, right? Yes. What did what is uh, so I'm gonna go Urbina. Would you give me a fair price on Urbina? 102, one of those fun numbers for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, 102. I, I love when you give me ones like that. Um, yeah, I'm going Urbina here. Uh I, I think you know th- there's a lot of things working against Urbina in terms of how you're gonna break down this fight. The the big one being the layoff, right? Like he, he's been away for a little bit. Um, and that obviously worries me. You know, like his his only UFC fight was against uh, Brian Battle in Brian Battle's debut. And since then, how many times? Have, what, what's Brian Battle? Three and one in the UFC now. Um, yeah. we, we've gotten four more Brian Battle fights than we have uh, Gilbert Urbina. So yeah, that, that's obviously worries me. But here's the thing. He hurt Brian Battle with his hands. Like if you go back and watch that fight, he gets in Brian Battle's face. He throws some elbows. He's got good uppercuts. And the other thing you'll notice about Urbina is he got in on grappling Brian Battle, which don't get me wrong. We, we've seen done a little bit wrestling wise, but he like got to his back. He was trying to get the hooks in like the grappling was there. And the thing that worries me about Kosuke and why I can't pick Kosuke in this fight is he he, he couldn't get his grappling going against Blood Diamond. Uh, Blood Diamond, a kickboxer who we were like, you know, this guy's terrible. Uh, and, and we've largely started to fade and like he, he wound up having to get a hip throw to get the takedown. He, he had like two and a half minutes of clinch time before he actually landed that takedown. He got the position reversed against him on the cage and, and blood diamonds also just like not a big welterweight, whereas Urbina's huge, right? Like he's a big dude. So like, I, I think he's going to have trouble with Urbina up against the cage, I, I think Urbina is going to be a better grappler than him. Uh, you know, like Urbina's a big dude. I, I think as long as he comes in and he looks like he did against battle, I, I think it's going to be trouble for Kosuke. I'm taking Kosuke regardless. Um, I don't like the huge long layoff. Don't like the, how long it's been since he's actually won a fight and Kosuke's, I, I, I do think he can, he can out grapple him. So let's see, but this one is, it's a tight one. It's almost a pick them on the board, but um, I'll take the favorite in it regardless. Um, uh, despite the fact that Dan interviewed him, I'm going to take him anyhow. So, all right. Main event time, Dan of the prelims. Women's strawweight, Karolina Kowalkiewicz versus Vanessa Demopoulos. We will tell you about Demopoulos first. Actually, this isn't the main event, right? There's one more. Mahashate is on the uh, on the main card as well, because I think, is that right? Or on the yes. prelims? Do you know that? Yes, I, okay. I believe so. Yeah, stupid Wikipedia again. All right, Demopolis, I will tell you about first. Lil Monster, nine and four, one knockout, four submissions. Uh, never been finished in a fight, three and one in the UFC. She lost her debut, then won three straight. Used to fight at flyweight. Owen won on the contender series, was the LFA champion previously. Three years younger than Kwakovitz. 
She's been outstruck over her contender series and UFC fights by 0.1.22 strikes per minute. She's at plus 110. But the Polish princess, or is the pot? Never mind. That's a bad joke. Uh, Kowalkowicz, 14 and 7, one knockout, three submissions. She's been knocked out once, submitted twice. 7 and 7 in the UFC. She somehow has won two straight fights. She's come back from the dead. Uh, before all this, she was the KSW champion. She also used to fight at Flyweight. 2012, she's been a pro MMA fighter since. She's got an inch of height, five inch reach on Demopolis. More active landing strikes. Uh, she has been outstruck by her opponents by 0.21 strikes per minute, and she's at minus 130. Uh, this is me. I was taking Demopolis, uh, or I wanted to take Demopolis, but I, I just can't do it. Um, it's it's going to come down to the uh, Kowalkiewicz striking. It's just going to be too good for her, and she's way bigger and longer than Demopolis. Demopolis uh, does, like as we said in the past, she has a ceiling um, just based on her uh, on her build and her uh, lack of athleticism, maybe lack of high high end uh, skills in, in any one uh, one genre, so to speak. I, I don't think um, she's going to be uh, able to out grapple Kowalkiewicz enough to win this fight. So give me the Polish princess. Surprisingly, I'm predicting she's going to have a three fight winning streak here. I'm also picking her, and she's somebody who, man, she has really turned it around since those, she lost five in a row. Now, granted, she lost them to Jessica Adraj, Alexa Grasso, Jan Nan, like uh, Michelle Watterson and Jessica Penne too, which are less impressive, but, you know, tough fights with all those women, and then she really turned things around. She's somebody who went away for like 11 months. Uh, and when she came back, she beat the hell out of Felice Herrig. She dominated Silvana Gomez Juarez. Who, and I know you doubted her in that fight. I, I know you had Juarez. I remember vividly. Um, and I remember afterwards talking about how we're not going to doubt Karolina Kovalkiewicz anymore because she looks like she found the old version of herself that was a title challenger. Uh, and granted, not one that won, but was a title challenger. Her wrestling's working. And I think that is the biggest issue for Vanessa Demopoulos. I just don't think she can get this to the ground, and I don't think there's any chance she wins this fight on the feet. Yeah, I think it's, like I said, the physicality is going to be um, be the, the main issue here. Um, and the size and the striking, obviously. Uh, KK should be able to keep it on the feet. All right, let's go to the main event. I mean it this time. Uh, this is a lightweight fight. Uh, Mahashet versus... Vyacheslav Borshev. You can call him Slava Claus if you like, though. Uh, Mahashet, I will tell you about first. Nine and two, four knockouts, one submission. Never been finished in a fight. One and one in the UFC. He's gone seven and one over his last eight. Did lose his last fight. Uh, one no in the contender series. Used to fight at welterweight. Inch of height, two inches of reach on Borshev. Seven years younger than him. Uh, he's been outstruck over his UFC and contender series fights by 0.74 strikes per minute. He does have better grappling stats than Borshev, plus 135. Slava Claus, Borshev is six and three with five knockouts, never been finished in a fight. One and two in the UFC, won his debut, lost two straight. One and all in the contender series, striking and active striking stats in his favor. He's barely outstruck his contender series and UFC opponents by 0.07 strikes per minute. He's at minus 155. I lost track. Is it me? Is it oh, you? It's me. It's me. Okay. I- I'm going Slava Claus here. Um, the-, the big thing for me is that, like, you know, a lot of people got off of Slava Claus, and I think you see this line as close as it is because, you know, he, he's looked bad in his last two. Well, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He, he's looked bad in his last two. Uh, and, and it, But it's largely been two guys who like wrestling and who want to wrestle him, and Mark Diacasey and Mike Davis. Um, and if you go back to his loss in LFA, it was to William Starks, who, who did a similar thing. 
But when he's fighting guys who aren't going to wrestle him, he, he looks great, right? Like he he knocked out Chris Duncan. He knocked out Dakota Bush. He You want to go back to his time in Titan. He knocked out Kenley St. Louis. I don't think Mahashata is going to give him any trouble in the grappling department. I think he wants to strike with him. Um, I think Mahashata also does some things that like really worry me about his chin. He does this like step in knee with a jab, like jab cross behind it. And his chin is just right there. Uh, and with Vyacheslav Borshev, like he's just a guy who will step in and punish you for the one time you leave your chin out there. Um, and, and I think Mahashata is going to leave his chin out there. Yeah, I'm I'm taking uh, Slava class as well. This is another one I had to um, dive into and and really think about. But it's probably going to be a striking battle, as you're saying, and he's just a way better striker uh, than uh, than Mahashate. So Slava Claus is the pick, but I'm not all in on him like like uh, we were off after his what contender series in his first UFC fight. But this is a winnable fight for him. So all right, this recap that is all your all your picks for the prelims. We both have Borshev. We both have Kowakovitz. I have Koska. He has Urbina. We both have Nascimento. We both have Hooper. We both have Silva. We both have Grimbo. Sound good? Yeah, almost all on the same page. Yes, almost. So we have to at least have one different, you know, just to make things interesting. All right. We are going to be back tomorrow. We got the main card to another six fights to break down for you. And then all our fancy picks at the end of the show. Uh, make sure you get in our Discord if you're not in already and say hi and chat with the rest of us MMA uh, I want to say junkies, but that's another thing. Uh, MMA <laughs> junkie is, is another site, but us, uh, us weirdos that love uh, the sport so much. So sportsgamingpodcast.com slash discord is the place to be. Twitter, we are at SGPN MMA. Gumby runs that one. So if you see anything you don't like, complain to him. At Gumby Vreeland is where he can be found. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer. As we mentioned, or as I mentioned, Top Turtle MMA Podcast, Gumby hosts that. This week, Orion Koske, and let me think, don't say it. I'm going to tell you who the other person is. Lupi, Lupita Godinez uh, is the other guest on the show. Another fantastic episode by the Gumby Man. Um, you can read all my MMA stuff directly to your inbox and play my free pick'em contest at moneymma.substack.com. And for all things Sports Gambling Podcast, it is you can be found at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. So we'll be back tomorrow. I bid you farewell. The RGV bad boy, myself, Jeff Fox, says farewell. The Polish princess, Gumby Vreeland, he says bye too. I'm saying it on his behalf. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.